CBS Sports Radio 650 and on 95.7 HD3 KIKK Pasadena, KKHH HD3 Houston, a radio.com station. Helping Houstonians live their best foodie lives. It's time for I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. Hey guys, and welcome back to I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. Danielle, I forgot to eat before I came here today. So I feel like I'm going to get hangry mid-episode. Do we need to DoorDash you a snack? We might need to. I can't promise you that I'm not going to get hangry. So if I say anything rude to you in the middle of this show, I'm so sorry. Somebody bring Jesse some chicken tendies. Y'all already know that's what she wants. Yes, just send over the good vibes for my stomach and we'll be fine. Do you ever have those days where you forget to eat? No. Oh, not Danielle. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Not Houstonian. I'm kidding all the time. I'll look at the clock and I'm like, how is it already two o'clock? I haven't eaten anything or had anything to drink. I mean, eating, I can really go a while without eating, but drinking, I'm like, I need to put some liquid into my body. Y'all know that Danielle loves her ice chips. I feel like that is your source of... Jesse, I haven't eaten ice since November. Why? Because my iron went up. Shout out to my iron nurses. I actually talked to my iron <laughs> doctor the other day. Shout out to my iron nurses. Y'all, it's because I'm super anemic. Yeah. And so my hemoglobin was at like a six. And now it's almost to an 11. I because of them, ice? No, because I got an iron transfusion. <laughs> because of ice. I got an iron transfusion and now I'm Gucci on the iron levels. And so when you are low on iron, you can possibly develop a thing called pica. Okay. A lot of pregnant women get this. And it's you crave weird things. And what I craved was ice. And I've seen the other pregnant women, other pregnant women. I am not pregnant. Sorry. Hold, wait, on, hold on. Whoa, hold on. Whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second. Do I we have an announcement back. to make that I don't no, know? I, about? Okay, no, just no. Just making sure. Yeah, no. Virgin Mary over here. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nun. I'm straight edge. Don't talk Literally, to me. Literally, all my friends are laughing. They're like, uh, uh. Anyways, uh, anyways, guys, out of that side of my love life, but I used to eat ice all the time. Now we're making moves. That's amazing. But I didn't know like that was part of the ice eating and like low iron. The ice eating was straight from that. Like now I look at ice and I'm like, ugh, gross. What? It's like I don't even know you anymore. It's it's like I have an aversion to it now. Wow. It's like when you get sick off a certain alcohol and then you can never go back. Exactly. What is that for you? Uh, but I, I do it sometimes, but I'm already gone that I'm like, well, let's do shots of tequila. And it's then like you I always throw go back. up and I'm like, bleh, bleh. also, I used to drink amaretto sours all the time in college. That I feel like is a very college drink. Oh my gosh. Like so much sugar and grossness. I haven't had one of those since I was probably like 17. Why can't, what are you talking about? We've never <laughs> drank underage. I've never heard of that before in my life. What, why didn't we all drink? gross drinks like we thought four loco was okay that's because they are just like fruity and hip i had some smirnoffs when i was younger i thought those were okay some like, like malibu yeah like malibu rum everyone there, says know. that malibu tastes like tanning lotion but like yeah it really does because it's i just think it smells like it but i think it's good i like malibu rum i like the dark malibu oh i didn't know they had a dark rum oh yeah the dark rum's really good oh yeah, okay my- you know what we're gonna get into booze later we're getting ahead of ourselves well you know what we did this weekend yeah you know what we were up to this weekend we were bar hopping all over the place i know danielle you went to drift you went to bungalow I went to truck yard. McIntyre's. It's a great weekend. So we'll get into our Bayou Bar hopping a little bit later in this episode. But obviously we have to start out the same way that we always do, which is bringing y'all the best date night spots every single week. Uh, make sure to take notes because Valentine's Day is coming up. 
Y'all, my first date night spot. I am so excited. Book a reservation now. It is called Bladorn. It is owned by Chef Aaron Bladorn. Aaron was an executive chef at Restaurant Daniel in New York City, which is a Michelin star mm-hmm. restaurant. So, Jesse, Michelin star. <laughs> You're I'm looking like, at me uh-huh. like, wait, what's that? Give me that. <laughs> what's that? So, Michelin stars are awarded to the best restaurants in mm-hmm. the entire world. Okay. It is... The highest honor, we have no Michelin star restaurants here in Houston, even though we have a great food scene, but that should tell you how amazing these restaurants are. So Chef Aaron, Chef Bloodorn, I'm like, oh, I'm like first name basis with him. I met him one time. (laughs) I met him the other night when I went and I was like literally looking at him like, can we be best friends? Nicest guy. He literally is a celebrity. Nicest guy. He came over to the table and he was like, hi, I saw you taking pictures. And I was like, I "I tend to do that from time to time. You must be important. I I tend to do that time to time. And your food was incredible. And he... He looked like he was so genuine when he was speaking. Those are the best kind of people. And y'all, this has to be really good because Danielle was raving about this before we even got to the show today. Like, she's been talking about this all week long. I saw pictures of it. Did you put pictures up on your Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I have a a whole post already dedicated to him. See? At Hanger Houstonian. To the restaurant. (laughs) To Aaron. Did y'all know that we're best friends? Okay. And his wife is super adorable. I, like, already stalked her Instagram account. She's actually one of the Papa's family. Oh, okay. Yeah, it comes from the Papa's family and stuff. So I'm like, okay, family she's like the heir to the Papa's, yeah. you know, and so fitting that they found each other and now oh they're like foodies back here. It's a whole stuff. family food. I love it. Okay, uh, so you were showing me how many different things, amazing food that they have. What do you think is your two favorites? The restaurant itself was absolutely beautiful. The food was incredible. Probably my favorite new restaurant, okay. if, if I can say that. Of I'm course. not sure if, as a foodie if I'm allowed to like dumb Angry one place. Stamp. My favorite, but I would go there every day if my wallet would allow me to. <laughs> um, favorite thing there was the frogwa donut. Okay, so frogwa is a fattened duck. Okay. And they basically just fatten it up and it sounds so gross. And before I kind of became like a real, like, I'm a foodie foodie, I was like, that's absolutely disgusting. I'll never like it because it's a weird texture. Yeah. It's kind of like a smooth, fatty texture. And I don't love like fats on meats or anything like that. But this fragua on top of this like crunchy, crispy donut that is like sweet and savory. I was like, oh, my. This to me sounds like the very, 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 very fancy version of chicken and waffles. Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah, like no, the yeah, meat no, for and sure. The sweet, yeah, that's sweet, yeah. And salty, savory. I went with two of my friends and we looked at each other and we were like, do we order another one? You know <laughs> you what I mean? We two. literally had like six other dishes coming and we were like, we should probably order another one before we leave, it's right? It's like getting you another know, like round of drinks. Ha- yeah, another exactly. one. You literally have to. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. So that was so delicious. If you go, please order that and let me know what y'all think. Second thing that I loved was the steak and twice-baked potato. Oh, my gosh. This dry-aged steak that had this coarse salt just, like, nicely mm. salt-bayed on top. You know, the salt, salt bay. bay. Oh, yes. my God. What happened to him? I wonder what he's doing. Uh, he's Is in he Miami, okay? Probably, like, Living it up somewhere. with Pitbull. Okay, keep going. And it was just so delicious. And it wasn't like there was any, like, real sauce or, like, heavy, yeah. heavily seasoned besides that coarse salt. And I love when it's just, like, a good piece of meat. Also, their lobster pot pie. This is delicious. Eric Sandler, my buddy, the food writer, yeah, yeah. we talk about it from Culture Map. I asked him, I was like, what are three things that I have to get? And he said, lobster pot pie, the fried oysters, baked Alaska. I got the fried oysters, the lobster pot pie. Didn't get the baked Alaska this go around because we were literally so stuffed. Right. Like, full as a tick. 
And so the lobster pot pie, though, delicious. My friend Justin actually went back the next night and got it to go. Oh, my God. So you actually had a video of you cutting open the pot pie. Oh, it wasn't me. It was the actual manager, I guess, at the restaurant. He came by and did it and then started shaving truffles table side into the pot pie. We were like, ugh. Oh Decadence, lobster, cream, truffles. My mouth is watering. And I know. this video, by the way, Danielle got a new phone. This video, I feel like you can smell it and you can taste it just by looking at it through the phone. Apple has now created Smell-O-Vision. <gasps> Did you just come up with that? Wait, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> We're trademarking it. <laughs> All right, Danielle, what's our next spot? Next spot is a... <laughs> Step down from a Bladorn, which really everything would be a step down. This is more of like a lunch spot, but I love this place so much. It's called Lua Viet. I posted about them this week as well. It's in the Montrose area. They have great like fuzz. They have- What's fuzz? Pho? Oh, I heard fuzz. I'm like, girl, what? Oh, what's fuzz? <laughs> Sometimes, Danielle, you say fancy Sorry, things. I, just, I wouldn't put it you past know, it's you. Like, it's part accent. It's part me just talking so fast. Is that Louisiana. You know, yeah. my dad will listen to this and he's like, good God, do you breathe? I'm like, everyone <laughs> says that about us. Our, our boss, yeah. Chase Murphy, would be yelling at us right now. Louis because Viet we're like, is delicious. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> but one of the things that I love that they have there is this meatball dish. Okay, mm-hmm. it is meatballs in a red sauce. Just go with me here. It's okay. so weird, but I tried it and I was like, this is the best comfort food. It has this like really, really rich, but like light and sweet red sauce. And you put the meatball on top of a French baguette. Yeah. Ooh. Just like a French piece of bread, mm-hmm. you know? And oh my gosh, it is so good. Wow. Delicious. Yeah. One of my favorite things there. Then they also have some good like chicken salads and um, another dish is like this like beef and noodles. This is a Vietnamese restaurant, but they okay. use like really clean ingredients, which nice. I appreciate. They don't yeah. cut corners with like any sort of like MSG, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff to like make you feel bad. That's good. Great lunch spot. Highly recommend them like to go if you're like looking for like a date night at home, pick up, take home. That's a great idea too. Yes. Third spot is a place called Cofeteria with a K. K-O-F-F-E-T-E-R-I-A. Where is this at? This place is next to Truckyard, where you were this weekend. Okay, I was going to say, I recognize the name of it. I think I might have been here before. Tell me a little bit about it. So this is a coffee shop, but it also has like really interesting pastries. I posted about them as well this week. And so I felt like this would be a great, you know, like grab something quick, little date kind of thing. Like let's like grab something and then like go to a park, which they have some parks around there and everything. They have a dish that was released in the past like few weeks. It has crawfish etouffee stuffed and basically what's like a croissant. They call it a French blanket, but it's basically like a croissant puff pastry type dish. So good. They have a ton of like just really good croissant stuff with like dark chocolate, but like that's like their basic stuff. They have very intricate things as well. One of their dishes is a croissant that has cheese and tomato soup inside. Delicious. Yes. Wow. And one of the things that I tried this week that I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to go back. It's called their H-Town Snowman and it is melted ice cream over their cold brew. It tastes similar to a, like a white chocolate mocha from Starbucks. I literally told them, I was like, I'm so basic. I don't really drink that much coffee. (laughs) This is kind of like what I like. And he was like, you should try the H-Town Snowman. And I took a sip and I was like, holy He knew. He was like, Like, this is for my my basic gal. Basic. I literally, I was like, I'm basic. (laughs) Tell me what to get. And he was like, the H-Town Snowman. Oh my God. So if y'all want to check out any of those pictures that Danielle has posted that we talked about today, make sure you check it out and follow her on her Instagram at Hangry Houstonian. 
We'd love to say that we're about to get anything but basic, but truth be told, we are about to be the true basic girls that we are because coming up after the break, we are doing all wine and cheese, please, girls. Let's get into those charcuterie boards. From date night to must-try restaurants, it's a show all about Houston food and nightlife. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. There was a lot of really funky trends that came out of quarantine. Tiger King was one of them. Baking banana bread. What else? The Alfagato coffee, the whipped coffee Yes, stuff. the whipped coffee was a big one. There was all these trends that came out of quarantine, but I feel like the number one trend that 2020 brought us was charcuterie boards. Oh, well, I mean, charcuts, they've been, charcuts, they've been around forever, but I feel like now there all these businesses are popping up, yes. people having their own business doing it. And making like the charcuterie boards. I would never, I knew what they were for years, but I would never go to a restaurant and think to order a charcuterie board. It was just the thing on the menu. And I would never think to make one. Now, every other weekend, we're like, do you guys want to do a girls' night and make a charcuterie board? An adult. Lunchable. An adult Lunchable, yeah. It's literally an adult Lunchable. And I'm not going to lie, I did eat a kid's Lunchable for lunch today. Oh, I have them at my house. Which ones? What's your favorite? I like the turkey, yellow cheese, and grits cracker. Okay. See, I'm more of a pizza gal myself. Okay. The pepperoni pizza is my jam. There's options. And now that we're, you know, not in grade school anymore we make charcuterie boards which is essentially you know that and wine is like your lunchable and your capri sun i actually saw a meme last night that it showed like charcuterie boards but they were on little mini clipboards and it was like take one like your girlfriend's like come over for wine night it's like take one you know take one and pass oh it down God. like that's so funny that's so cute like on just little clipboards so danielle and i have been really into charcuterie boards i want to say lately but probably our whole life I would eat a charcuterie board for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I could. And the great thing is that people are making now charcuterie boards with different things in them. Have you seen, like, the Chick-fil-A charcuterie boards? Oh, yeah. That was cool. Like, they're that was so really fun. Cool. I you, get down on that. I saw a Taco Bell one, which looked really cool. You can make a ton of different ones. So what we want to talk about today is the wine and cheese around Houston. There are a lot of places around Houston that you can get a good charcuterie board. And like, I feel like there's just places popping up all the time, like charcuterie board and wine spots. Have you ever gotten the charcuterie board at Postino? Yeah. Okay. We all go to Postino's for like the board and the bottle deal, which I love. And they have the bruschetta, which is amazing. But if you go check out that butcher's block because it is amazing. Yeah, actually, that sounds delicious right now. I didn't put them down on my list, but oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm interested to hear your favorite wine and cheese charcuterie board places around Houston. So um, when I think of wine and cheese, the number one spot that is just like pops up in my head right now because it's new, it's kind of hip, it's Mutiny Wine Room. I know we've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. They have a tie to California. They import a lot of their wines from California. It kind of has a French laundry feel to it. And French laundry is the restaurant out in California that's like Thomas Keller, super bougie, very nice, eloquent. It kind of has that feel to it. But what I love about it is that there's half of the restaurant is like a a tasting room and then half of it is an actual restaurant. So Mm. you can go up there and, you know, spend a few hours trying the wines and then you're like, hey, I'm a little topsy. Let's go get some dinner, you know, which is really cool how they kind of set that up. Whereas a lot of other restaurants like a postina's, which you and I both love. Right. It's you go there for dinner and you're Mm -hmm. drinking and eating at the same time. Right. That makes sense. It's kind of nice to have that option, too, because sometimes you go out. You all know you've been there. You go out with the intention of just drinking. It's like I went to truck yard last weekend. We were just going to drink. But then there's a food truck. So 
you get the loaded fries. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nice to have a place like Mutiny Room 2 that's probably probably a little bit higher class where you can enjoy and drink wine if that's what you plan to do. But then if you get hungry along the way, you you know, a bottle deep, there is an option for... Do they have charcuterie boards? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What do they have on them? Oh, I mean, they have... Anything that you want, really. I feel like you pick your cheeses, pick your, you know, your nuts and like all that kind of stuff, your meats. And, you know, I love when it's like olives and nuts and the whole, the whole smorgasbord. Little like dates with the fig. Like, you know, I'm not a big, I'm literally and figuratively and figuratively. <laughs> oh, um, stop it. You I know. I'm literally, I'm about to jump out the window. But I am not a big dater. Like, I, you yeah. know, I'm not a big date not person. Big yeah, I'm not a big dater. You, you know, know uh, I'm pretty picky when it comes to my berries and fruits and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I do like some fruits on the board. But one of the things that I really love are when they roast pecans. Yeah. Or like almonds yeah. and have like a sweet and saltiness to them. Oh, that like is so good to me. Something that I love about trying different charcuterie boards is I think that it's introduced me to different kinds of foods and cheeses. Like I would have never known about, I'm going to sound so stupid right now, but I only ate like American cheese, but brie cheese. And oh, like, I love brie. You know, Gouda. and there's, yeah, all those different things. And even like you were just saying the pecans. Pecans. I say pecans. Pecans. Look at that southern girl go. It is really broadened my horizons. Okay, what is our second stop on our wine and cheese tour? Second spot is 13 Celsius. Okay, I used to say 13 degrees Celsius, but it's not 13 degrees. It's 13 Celsius. It is a wine bar and it's super cute. This place caught my eye years ago because it was one of the only places back in the day that you could go get wine, a charcuterie board, but they also have s'mores. (gasps) They do s'mores like a little personal. They have you give you like a little personal pit where you can roast them and toast them. Oh, my God. put a little chocolate and go to town. Wait, that makes me like the happiest person alive. Isn't that so fun? Date night? Yes. Perfect. I was just going to say, what a perfect date night because it's cozy. You can snuggle up next to the fire. And who doesn't love s'mores? Literally, my perfect date night involves s'mores and a fire (laughs) and alcohol, like wine. So is this place outside? It has a bit of an outdoors to it. Okay. I mean, you can sit inside, but they have a patio. You know us. We love the patios. 13 Celsius, they have a retail wine shop where they offer to go. And then they have their boards broken down between a a small board, which is a choice of two cheeses, two meats for $25. Large is going to be three cheeses, three meats for $35. And then a grand... A grande, <laughs> a grand, whatever, is four cheeses and four meats for $50. So I thought that was a pretty good deal. I don't know anybody that's ever, like, taken stuff to go from there. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's a really cozy place to go Fit have in. a good date night or just spend some time there. But obviously they have 20% off wine and beer to go. I'm here for it. I wonder if they were doing the wine and beer to go pre-COVID. I don't think so. I think this was a, a COVID thing. I love that. And I, I keep- that was honestly one of the best, not, I mean, horrible say, the only good thing maybe to come up COVID right. is this wine and beer rule that where you can take to go. Because in Louisiana, you can have to go alcohol. But you know what? We're great people. Feel, <laughs> I feel very blessed to be in Texas because in my home state, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? The, the to-go alcohol is not everywhere. And Governor Abbott, by the way, said, I see these news stories all the time, that the to-go alcohol is probably going to stick around 
it's even saving after COVID. The, I feel like it is saving the Texas economy right now. It is the helping, taxes, definitely. Yeah, with- I wouldn't. Okay, yeah, definitely helping, not saving, Danielle. People are going to be coming for me in my DMs like, oh, yeah, alcohol saved us? No, yeah, no. no but so- it definitely is helping. I think a lot of restaurants are now able to stay you know, open for different reasons because people love alcohol to go and yeah, you have to purchase it, helps, with it for which sure. is great. You know, like, like when I go to El Tiempo to get a margarita, you have to order like an entree or an appetizer to go along with it. So the fact that they're going to continue doing that. Awesome. Love it. Okay. What is our third and final spot? Third spot is going to be Montrose cheese and wine. And guess where it's located? <laughs> Montrose. I would have died uh, if you were like the museum district. <laughs> <laughs> so Montrose Cheese and Wine is owned by the people that do Rosie Cannonball. Okay. And the Chatlet, which we talked about. Remember the pop-up bar mm-hmm. last week? Super cute. This is their wine and cheese portion of Rosie Cannonball. So it actually has its own entry. It is, it's basically like a little shop. Okay. Where you can go and just pick up you know, a few bottles of wine, charcuterie board. They had a few tables outside and inside beforehand. I don't even think there's a table inside now, but I know there's some tables outside. Super cute atmosphere. Again, with Rosie Cannibal, all the like the aesthetics in those places and the atmosphere is just so, so cute. They offer curbside. So if you want to like order online and then pick it up, which I love the idea of doing that. And then one of the things that I feel like Montrose Cheese and Wine is known for is their raclette. Okay. Which is, have you heard of raclette? I know you've described it to me before because prior to meeting you, of course, I haven't heard of any of these fancy terms <laughs> and you are broadening my horizons there. Will you explain it to me again, though? So to be fair, I didn't know what raclette was until probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. So mm-hmm. raclette is basically when they take like a wheel of cheese, they cut it in half, and then they put it under a broiler and it gets all nice and melty, nice and bubbly. And then you have a plate of either vegetables or meats or like whatever mm-hmm. you order and they come with this thing of cheese this half a wheel of cheese and they literally take a knife a saber sword and they just and all the cheese just goes straight over your like vegetables oh, yeah. or your meat or whatever it is and it just basically it becomes this like blanket Okay, I remember you talking about this now, and I also remember that every time you bring it up, my mouth waters so much, because this is something that I would see on Instagram and feel like I need to travel to, like, New York City to get. Meanwhile, That's where I had it my first time. Really? Mm -hmm. At a place literally called Rockalette. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it probably kind of became more notorious at this one restaurant in New York. Okay, and that's probably Mm -hmm. why I'm thinking that, but amazing that we have one here and I know you're a giant fan of Rosie Cannonball and everything that they do yeah they have a lot of great ideas so this is a good place to check out and it's called what wine and cheese yeah Montrose wine and cheese and this is a great place like if you are not well versed in wine or in cheese and you're like I want to make a charcuterie board like mm-hmm. girls nights like in a few days like where should I go to buy like some good cheese and you're like I don't want to just go necessarily to like a grocery store maybe yeah. you do but if you want a little kick it up a notch ladies <laughs> if you want to do that this week then go to Montrose Cheese and Wine yeah. and talk to the sommeliers that are there or talk to the people that are selling the cheese. They'll let you try it and all that stuff. So this is a great place to expand your palate, whether it's with cheese or it's with wine. If we got a little too fancy for you in the segment, don't worry. We're going to get back to our roots and go buy you bar hopping coming up next. Helping us live our best foodie lives. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. It's Jesse Watt and Danielle Dubois. If you can't tell... From the beginning of the show, we already went Bayou Bar Hopping this past weekend and had a grand old time. Danielle, what did you hit up? You know, Old Faithfuls, Aethro Flint, Drift, 
McIntyre's, Wicklow. And, you know, it's weird because since I, I haven't gone out in so long that – not that I feel like people know who I am, but I mean, people are like, "Oh, you're that hangry girl. Like yes. you're that you're that the thing. You know, the, you do the how you have you do the thing. thing. You take you the picture. You have the thing." And I'm like, "Good, yeah, that's kind of yes, whatever." But it's weird because I'm not used to being around humans, and now I'm around them more so. And so it's just funny to be there this weekend and stuff. And always a good time when I'm at those bars. Always a good time. You know what I found is so hard now that we're kind of starting to be around more people again people are kind of going back into the office it's 2021 you know we're doing the socially distant outdoor bars what's so funny is I never know how to greet people now because I almost refuse to do the elbow bump yeah like I hate it I think it's terrible yeah and it's awkward but then you don't want to shake hands so my go-to is always a hug and I feel so bad because I'm like I can't hug you. It's it's against the rules. I grew up a hugger. Not that I necessarily love hugs by any means, but I feel like that's just what you're supposed to do. That's kind of like how I was raised yeah. to hug. And, and I always felt like it was a little bit weird just to hug everybody. So now I'm like, oh, this is an excuse to not necessarily have to hug everybody. Oh my God, you're so funny. If I literally <laughs> see a stranger on this, I love hugs. Love hugs. Like, She's if like you Buddy see the me, elf. Like, I love Hug me. Hug. I love the feeling of like <laughs> wrapping your arms around someone else and you're like squeezed. But now Ooh, I like, feel deprived. I know. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I feel like most of my friends are not huggers, so they probably all hate when they see me because I'm like, hey, missed you. I have a friend that's, she has a boyfriend, all this stuff, whatever, but she's like, I just, let me hold your hand. Let me just hold your hand. Let oh me just, my like, God. Hold your arm. I'm like, this is actually my worst nightmare. This is my worst nightmare. Like, she's touchy. Yeah, very touchy. Like, loves me. She's like, oh, Danielle. And I'm like, no, sis. Having a friend whose, like, love language is physical touch when yours is get away from me is <laughs> so tough. It's just really hard. Literally but get away from me. In any case, Danielle Love and I you. were Need excited it. to be out this weekend and doing socially distant things, hanging outside. We were just talking before the show about how it was so nice this weekend. So nice. Got a little chilly at nighttime yes. though. But I was so, I mean, honestly, I'd rather be super cold than like hot as heck. Yeah, you know? that's true. And a lot of the places, I think last time I was at McIntyre's, they all have those heaters. Oh yeah. They made it super comfortable and stuff. So no matter where you are, it's going to be great. But, you know, alcohol helps, too. Like it's called the alcohol blanket for a reason. Uh Come on. Rockalette blanket, (laughs) alcohol blanket. There's a lot of different options here. On Bayou Bar Hopping every single week, we like to bring you some new bars to check out. We like to plan your night out for you. So now that hopefully you're getting to go out with some of your friends and live your life just a little bit with your mask and you're outside, that you have some options on your bucket list and lots of places to check out. So Danielle, our hangry Houstonian, has some options for you. So I have three new spots for y'all. I'm really excited to talk about these. Two are going to be breweries, and one just seems like an awesome place. (laughs) One just seems like a good time. And one just seems like y'all would love this place, so I want to talk about it. The first place is called Star Sailor. Okay, guys? It has a mural of a mermaid on the side <gasps> of it. Okay, next one. Say last. I'm ready. Yep. Just uh, kidding. <laughs> so, you know, when I was like thinking about talking points of like what would make people want to go there, I like, you know, I'm looking it up and we're, I'm thinking about it and I see this picture of the mermaid mural and there's a mermaid next to the mural. It's so funny. What? Yeah. A I know. real and mermaid? You, you, yeah, a real, a real one. Ariel? <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Uh, but I, then I learned that there's actually a Houston mermaid group. What? Yes. 
Yes. Explain. I guess like they have their mermaid tails that they, you know, hop into and that sort of thing. I don't know. So back to the reality. Star Sailor, they have alcohol, also have some foods. It is like a just a kind of a looks like a dive bar. Yeah. Has like a that kind of feel to it. But super cool though. I mean, I like a little bit of imagination. Yeah. And you know, just different, right? It's different than our typical like I love McIntyre's, but like McIntyre's is just a typical bar. That's the go-to, yeah. You know? So Star Sailors, they have a happy hour from three to six. It's a dollar off their draft beers. They have a great light bites. One of the bites on the menu is quesadillas. I like quesadillas is one of my love languages. Mm-hmm. So I was here <laughs> for it. I was like, give me a dollar off a beer and a quesadilla. Looks great. Second spot is local group brew. Local Group Brew is a new brewery. It is right by Minute Maid Stadium. Mm-hmm. And I feel like breweries are just like popping up everywhere. But like this one, super, super cool. It's in Hardy Yards, which is like, again, it's Minute Maid area. Okay. It's beer. It's food. They have $6 mimosas, $30 craft nights. and. Ooh. And then they have their own wines. They have four different wines that are just specifically for the brewery. Really? Oh, I yeah. kind of like checking out places like that because if you find something you really like, it feels exclusive. You can't pick it up at the store. Like, you'd have to go to that specific yeah. restaurant to check it out. And honestly, like, the space that they have there is really cool. They have a great outdoor space with, like, umbrellas and stuff to, like, shade you throughout, you know, obviously we're about to hit spring and then right. summer. And so... We have to think about these kind of things, but you know, they have a great indoor outdoor space. Super, super neat. Love that it's right by Minute Maid. Yeah. There are actually, some cool new bars that are coming up around that area. So I appreciate that. What did you say that area was called? Hardy Yards, which is interesting because I've never heard it called that. Yeah. I, mean, I just either. call it Minute Maid area. Well, yeah, Minute because Maid. I mean, that's what everyone knows it as because that's the big landmark yeah. there, but I didn't know it actually had a specific name. But that'd be kind of cool to have like a little bar hopping area yeah in that oh for sure and i thought it was pretty funny so um their whole idea behind their mimosas is that they wanted to do it with minute made orange juice <gasps> that's kind of cute yeah rah. i mean not a cute, funny. clever it's punny cute. our third spot is called true anomaly true anomaly another brewery i gotta say I'm really big on like packaging, presentation, like all kinds of like merchandise and stuff like that. So their packaging on their beers is just so clean, so crisp. Honestly, it feels like I almost designed it because like if I designed a beer, (laughs) like this is what it would look like. Bright colors. Their beers are not just like, oh, let me get, you know, X, Y, Z that are, you know, your typical like light beer or whatever. They have a ton of beers that are like fruity and sour yeah. we're talking like weird berries and stuff not just like they do have like a sour blackberry and cherry and they have like you know pomegranate as well but then they have like all these different berries that i was like, like what i forgot like what the are they like common berries you could get at the grocery store was no, it exotic? They're, not co- they're not common berries because to me pomegranate seems like a kind of weird flavor like i don't necessarily see a lot of things that are pomegranate flavored out especially a beer though that sounds pretty good like boysenberry Oh, I don't even think I've ever tried a boysenberry. But you've heard of it, right? I've like, heard of it. I don't think it. I have either. 
But like how good I'm showing Jesse a picture from oh, their Instagram. Oh my God, you guys. How cool is that packaging? And how good does that look? Wait, it doesn't even look like a beer it can. It doesn't. It looks like fruit punch. And I want it Y'all all. need to look this up because 16 it's 16 like, fluid ounces, 5.7% alcohol. Hello. It's simple. It's clean. It's crisp. Like she said, bright colors. This is a beer that if you're a girl and you love taking pics on Instagram, this is a beer you'd want to take a picture with. Like, how cute is that? Wow. Okay, sorry. Anybody that's listening to this, they're like, Danielle. Show it to us. We're talking about breweries. Don't use the word cute. But like, this packaging rocks, y'all. So Kudos to them. Honestly, I try it wow. all because I'm here for it. But like, fruited sour. Okay, Danielle is showing these to like, me right really now. Cool stuff. And they look really cool. So if you want to check it out, don't forget that Danielle puts on her Instagram page. She has a little podcast highlight reel. Where you can scroll through and she tags all the places so you can check out their Instagrams as well. So do they have those pictures up on their Instagram, Danielle? Yeah, this is all their Instagram. Oh my God. Yeah, y'all have to check this out. It looks so So cool. So freaking cool. And I love that they, you know, have obviously, it's a tasting room. They have room outside. They have people that come and like play music and stuff. Like this place is awesome. I didn't realize how many different breweries there were in Texas. Or in Houston, I should say. Really, in Houston. There's so many. They do a Trivia Tuesday. Oh, my God. So so fun. fun. Yeah. (laughs) Jinx. We're going to have to go check this place out. I'm excited. You know, we learned a lot on this podcast um, so far, Danielle. We learned that there are lots of breweries in Houston for us to check out, not just the regular ones I always go to. But I think the most important thing that I learned today is that there is a group of Houston that I need to be a part of. Mermaids. The mermaids. Mermaids. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's amazing and hysterical, and I want to be a part of the group, but I don't know how much a mermaid tail would cost. How did you end up figuring out that there's a group? Was it just that single picture? Okay, so I'm going to show you the picture because now it will make more sense. So look, this is the mural And that's the mermaid, okay? So then you click on it, and it says Houston Mermaids, all right? Oh, my God. They're available for (laughs) mermaid parties. Oh, my God. We should book them to just come out to the bars with us and have a good time. I love that it says not only for kids. Hey. hey Oh, Ooh, what kind of services are we offering on Houston Mermaids? Down under. Also, how do you become a part? Is there an initiation process? What color would your tail be? I don't know. I think like an iridescent purple. I can't with this. What would yours be? Oh my God. You guys, these are actually really funny. This is amazing. I love that they say not just rentable for like kids parties, but if y'all want to check out Houston mermaids. You know, I was a mermaid for Halloween a few years ago and I nailed it. Like, did what the whole color was your tail? The seashells and stuff. I did a blue like skirt thing. Yeah, had it tailored to me though. It was great. Did amazing makeup. I actually took fishnets and then did like the silver paint. Yeah, and then like kind of did a little bit of purple and blue on it. Um, it was awesome. I was impressed. You know what? All we're like trying that. to do is help everyone's social life out. So if you just feel like you need a new group to be a part of, not only do you have the Hangry Girls always on Radio dot com, but Houston Mermaids, we're here for you and we support you. Maybe that's what our 2021 will be. (laughs) We're going to join the Houston Mermaids. (laughs) We'll check out Houston Mermaids. You can check out the brand new cocktail we have coming up after the break on I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. What should you be sipping on this weekend? It's time for cocktails. Made it through another week. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. And now you get to celebrate with the hangry girls. It's Jesse Watt and Danielle Dubois. And we have another cocktail recipe to help y'all celebrate another week down. 
This week, I have a blueberry peach mojito, which, oh, oh how refreshing is that? You sound? just combined like my two favorite mm. fruits, especially for drinks. If I'm going to order something, I want it to be blueberry or I want it to be peach. So the two of them together, that's a yes, please. You know, Bud Light Seltzer just came out mm-hmm. with a, a lemonade like pack, <gasps> and one of them's peach. No way. Yeah, they have like a strawberry, a peach, a regular lemonade, and I forgot the other one, but I like saw peach and I was like, I immediately that would have that one. 100% that'd be mine. The lemonade packs of any kind of seltzer, especially like those are my favorite. So I'm excited because I love Bud Light Seltzer. Love I, them. Same. I am such a lemonade fiend. Yeah. Obsessed with lemonade. So I was like, oh my gosh, they're chilling in my refrigerator right now. <laughs> they're just chilling, just waiting for chilling you to get there. home. I might drink one or two when I get home. That's exciting. But this peach blueberry mojito, fun fact, mojito was my very first drink I had when I was 21. There you go. Right what a way to start. I know, right? Starting off days. <laughs> so this drink has only a few ingredients in it. It's mint leaves, freshly squeezed lime juice, blueberry simple syrup, a peach puree, and a white rum in club soda. So take those ingredients and you're going to like muddle up some of the mint leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I feel like that's a mo- mojito to me. It's like when you oh, muddle yeah. up those mint leaves. Okay, and then you're going to take that freshly squeezed lime juice, put that in there, the blueberry simple syrup, and the peach puree. Drizzle a little bit of the white rum by a little bit. I mean, three ounces of it. <laughs> and put some club soda in it. And then, you know, ice. There you go. Yeah, easy peasy. You know, I love the mint on the mojitos because obviously that's what makes it a mojito. But I will say the part that sucks about it is then getting the mint sucked up in your straw. I do. I agree. I totally agree with that. Every time you rearrange your straw and you're like, it's <laughs> sucked up with the leaf. I'm like, what am oh, I, but it vegan? has that bite to it that's just like, oh, I love it. I know. It's really, love really it good. so much. We love mojitos. And we talked earlier in the show about white rums and like Malibu I feel like that would taste really good oh how like uh, put me on a beach Jesse I know I just thinking about it every time I smell Malibu and maybe it's because it smells and people say tastes like tanning lotion but it reminds you of the beach oh for sure I uh, I haven't been to the beach in so long I know so just a little bit of Malibu with a blueberry what is it blueberry simple syrup and then peach puree so so I mean love those flavors put together I know that'll put you in a good mood for sure a little bit of club soda to give the nice bubbly. Mm-hmm. I love a little bubble to it. Bubble, and a little mint. And then boom. Ba-ba-ba-boom. boom And you're good. Just get a straw that hopefully won't suck up all your mint leaves and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As always, if you guys have any suggestions of cocktail of the week or you have your own concoction that you want us to try, let us know. We will 110% try it. You can reach out to Danielle and myself on our Instagram pages. Danielle. Is at Hangry Houstonian. She is posting all of the amazing food that we talk about. And she is tagging all the restaurants on our our podcast little highlight reel on your Instagram page. And Jesse, do you want to tell them? <gasps> oh my God. We have a what? We have an Instagram. Guys, we did it. It's we did happening. It. We did it. We did it. That's we did it. Hooray. This is like the most exciting news. Right. I know. We should have started the show off with it. But you know what? If you made it this far, 
at us and we know you're the real ones. You we know, know what I you're mean? a real listener. Yeah, we know you're a real one. So it's the Hangry Girls podcast, and we hope that you give us a follow. We are planning on posting a lot of fun stuff on this page, even just behind the scenes of us making the show. We do a lot of, honestly, really funny, silly stuff behind the scenes when we're not on the show, when we're not recording. We're having those like behind closed doors conversations that we'd love to bring y'all into. You know, Jesse and I, I feel like we're pretty goofy and yeah. we want y'all to get to know us and like you know not just like a voice we wanted you to put a face to a name and actually like a personality to a name as well so we would love for y'all to follow us along our craziness our podcasting our podcasting journey because we are your hangry gals so the hanger girls podcast on instagram and of course danielle hanger houstonian uh you can slide into our dm i'm sorry for what i said when i was hangry time to slide into danielle's dms okay danielle what's popping in the dms Jesse, it is almost crawfish season. It's your time. Uh, it's your time to time shine. Time to shine. So excited. Around this time, every single year, I get the same messages. When is it happening? When are they opening? <laughs> and by they, I mean this one spot. It's called Boil House. Okay. So you'll want to slap your grandma. They are so good, these crawfish. And you're going to try them this year, ma'am. I am little so lady. nervous. They have eyeballs. They're looking little, at me. I'm gonna, I will rip the tails off Woo! for you, little lady. You're going to, like, honestly so good i'm like, so, so nervous good. I'm my so death nervous. row last meal is three pounds of crawfish a piece of boudin and a piece of king cake that's my death row last meal 100 and that should describe danielle to a t for anyone who knows her you follow her like that is danielle perfectly right there it really is and you know i'm so excited that the owners of boil house messaged me the <gasps> other morning and they're like let the people know. No. The floodgates are about to open. Crawfish season is amongst us. They opened up yesterday at five o'clock, y'all. Yesterday at five o'clock, it opened up. They're ready to rock and roll for crawfish season. And Jesse, crawfish season runs from about this time of year to June. Okay. So it's only seasonal. So it's kind of like get it while you can. Get it while it's hot. Why is it only? A, this is so, this is a Midwesterner asking this question. Yeah. Don't come for me. I'm so sorry. I don't know a lot about crawfish season or any of this stuff. So I'm learning. Why is it only a specific season? You know, it's that's actually a really good question. I'm not exactly sure I have the right answer to it, but I know that crawfish don't do well in cold weather. Okay. So they're, they need to grow in... I guess the warmer, warmest times of year. So that's like, they're like peaking right now. Okay. Is, is that's kind of my understanding. And then they grow through like more of the winter months and stuff. Crawfish are farmed animals. There's crawfish ponds. What? Yes. There's actually crawfish ponds and they are so lucrative. I did not so know that. lucrative. Oh, absolutely. And because crawfish is becoming more and more of a, almost like a delicacy. Like, yeah. you know, people are paying more and more for it. Growing up, it was like $2 a pound or something crazy, $1.99 a pound. Here in Houston, it's $8.99 a pound, Whoa. which is insane. Like, you can go get a nice cut of meat at the grocery store, H-E-B preferably. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and and it's it's that, you know? So if you're going to get, realize. if you're going to buy, of course, it's like, I can only get it during this certain time of year. So, of course, I'm going to pay whatever they cost. Right. And they kind of know that. You, they can charge you that. That kind of makes sense, I guess. I didn't realize that they even had crawfish ponds where they basically raised them themselves. See, you learn so much. You move to the south and you're like, 
it's a whole new world, and now I have to try new foods. Well, you know, it's funny because I saw a meme the other day, and it was like, people, it was like, you never hear people talking about like, mm, did you hear about that great Northwesterner dish or like Northeasterner dish? You know, like, it's like, you don't ever talk about it. It's like, oh, you know that Southern dish? It's like, oh, it's so good. Texas really is. Just the South in general is like a whole nother world in all the best ways. Texas was his own country. Maybe okay. it should be again. <laughs> Your little accent comes out there. Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, Danielle. Let's go through in the last couple minutes of the show here and talk about all of the addresses of the places that we talked about today. We went through a lot of things today. Went through date night spots. We did some wine and cheese charcuterie boards. We talked about Bayou Bar Hopping and Crawfish Cheese. And now, Boyle House, where is that at? Boyle House off of 11th Street. Don't even have to look that up there. Oh, my God. You're like, I know exactly where it is. I'm sure it's already popping, too. Yeah, it's right down the street from my brother's house. So I posted it the other day. And my sister-in-law, she was like, when we go in? And I was like, ASAP Rocky, like, we got to go. Do you have to make reservations for that? Is that a sit-down place? No, you don't have to make reservations, but I'm sure it will be interesting because there's not a lot of seating. It's literally out of a garage. Okay. But you can take it to go, you know? Okay. And that's what I did for primarily the the majority of last year's crawfish season. I just picked up because they have it to go. Like, they have a little to go window and stuff. So you can just, you know, order at the window, pull around, pick it up and stuff. Do they only sell crawfish? Um, they actually have bold shrimp as well. Okay. And they have king cakes. I know we kind of oh, talked about king yeah. cakes here and there. They actually have a very popular Louisiana-style king cake. It's from the bakery called Gambino's. They have they sell that there. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Let's do our date night spots first. What are those addresses? First spot was Bloodorn. I'll talk about it for the next 365 days. <laughs> I hope I go all the time. Um, Bloodorn is at... 807 Taft Street. Okay. Second spot was Lua Viet at 1540 West Alabama. And third spot was the sweet little coffee house that I just yeah. absolutely love at 1110 Hutchinson Street. Okay. Right behind Truck Yard. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm excited to check that one out. We went and had wine and cheese at some really great spots. The first spot was Mutiny Wine Room at 1124 Usner. Usener. Usener. Right. Which is in the Heights. It's it's almost, it's like right by like White Oak Boulevard. Okay. And then 13 Celsius at 3000 Caroline Street. And then my third spot was Montrose Cheese and Wine, which is in Montrose, next to Rosie Cannonball <laughs> at 1618 West Timer. Can you believe it? It's in Montrose. It's so weird. Love to see it. Okay. Finally, we went Bayou Bar Hopping. Our first spot was Under the Sea with some mermaids. <laughs> at Use the mermaids. Star, at Star Sailor. 1710 West 18th Street. Then we went to two breweries, local group brew at 1504 Chapman. Then our third brewery was True Anomaly at 2012 Dallas Street. Okay, awesome. We did a cocktail of the week this week, which was a peach blueberry mojito. And of course, we talked about Boyle House. Danielle already knows exactly where it is. So if y'all have any questions or cocktails you want us to try or just want to reach out and say hi, you can do that on our Instagram pages at Hangry Houstonian, myself at JessieWatt965, or our brand new Instagram page, the Hangry Girls Podcast. Very exciting. Uh, We want to give a big thank you this week to our executive producers, Chase Murphy and Sarah Frazier. Thank y'all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, guys. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry with Jesse Watt and Danielle Dubois. Make sure to listen Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio 650, 95.7 HD3, or on the Radio.com app. Download it today.